Welcome to The Joy of Marketing with me, Andrew Veach. I'm a huge fan of TikTok, uh, watching rather than creating, I will say. Uh, so I've been really looking forward to this episode. Joining us from fabulous Las Vegas, we have Savannah Sanchez, the social Savannah, who is the number one expert in TikTok advertising. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me and thanks for the great intro. So just, I guess, before diving in, I mean, I suppose Instagram really was the top platform for this demographic, but TikTok is, is now you know, growing uh, pretty rapidly. I mean, what would you say is the main differences between the two from the perspective um, of an advertiser? Yeah, def- definitely more eyeballs on TikTok now, especially in the age group of like 18 to 34. So it is still pretty broad. Um, we've seen that we've been able to achieve lower CPAs or, or cost per purchases on, on TikTok as well um, with these short form videos and that people are buying from this platform um, as they're scrolling through videos. They are using it as a discovery platform to find new products and brands that they love. So we've seen a massive growth on TikTok in terms of advertising spend and uh, the effectiveness of our advertising and especially with last year, with all the iOS 14 issues with Facebook and Instagram, we saw performance really go down on those channels. So a lot of brands pivoted from Facebook and Instagram, put the budget towards TikTok, and are now seeing a lot more effective um, performance on TikTok, which is cool to see. Sure. And I guess Instagram have been pushing back with, with Reels. I mean, is, is that gaining much traction? I don't think it's getting, well, definitely nearly not as much traction as TikTok, for, so I'm I'm a consultant. I help e-commerce brands with their TikTok advertising. I have clients that still advertise on Facebook as well. And I'll set up campaigns where I'll target just Reels placement. Um, and we're not seeing nearly as much scale or performance um, targeting Reels as we are on TikTok. So it is a small percentage of our budget that we're spending on Reels, but definitely nothing significant compared to TikTok right now. Yeah. And I mean, is there a... Is there sort of a price difference between TikTok and Instagram? Yeah, in terms of like this, the CPM, so like the cost to reach a thousand users across the board, I'm seeing it's at least a fourth of a price um, for my clients on TikTok as opposed to Facebook and Instagram. So just being able to get in front of people much cheaper is definitely a main advantage of TikTok. And then coupled with the fact that people are actually like making purchases decisions, like they're not just... 13 year olds scrolling through TikTok that you're reaching. Like these are like real people. These are like customers in your demographic and they're ready to purchase. And like they're in the mindset of looking for brands and products. So it's definitely been an explosion. I would say, especially in the last six months of brands really being able to, to scale on TikTok ads as a profitable platform. Yeah. So actually, tell me a bit more about the demographics. I'm embarrassingly enough I'm very nearly 50 <laughs> believe it or not so I'm I, I get the sense I'm maybe on the old side as a TikTok user but I mean so is it sort of is it under 30s mainly on, on TikTok do you think I would say right now it's definitely more broad it's not just like teenagers are under 30s there's definitely um the bulk of their demographic is under 35 but I have clients that we are targeting like women like 45 plus on TikTok. And we're actually seeing that as like one of our best performing audiences right now. 
lots of moms on TikTok as of late. So there's definitely no shortage of um, like an older demographic on TikTok if that's what we're looking to target. Because um, like I said, my, my client's doing 45 plus and what we're seeing good results there. So not just kids, but I would say definitely the bulk is under 35, but still a good audience above as well. Yeah. And there's something else I think as a user on TikTok is that I don't actually see very much advertising. I think I definitely see less advertising on TikTok than I do when I'm using Instagram. Yeah, I, I've noticed similarly in terms of like the amount of like organic videos you see in between each ad um, seems to be more spread out. Maybe it has to do with just advertiser competition, like just... Simply put, there's way less advertisers on, on TikTok than there is on Facebook and Instagram, um, which contributes to why the CPMs are lower um, and it's cheaper than Facebook and Instagram because you don't have that much competition in the market. I wonder if a year from now or however long of time it takes for more advertisers to jump on TikTok and start spending significantly, if they will, I mean, I, could, I would assume they would start plugging more ads in to get that inventory. Well, I'm certainly old enough that, you know, when I started out, I remember paying 10 cents a click um, for Google pay-per-click. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it was one of the cheapest media. So absolutely. I mean, it did obviously go through that path of getting steadily more expensive. So maybe maybe as it matures, we'll see a similar thing on, on TikTok. Um, but I guess let's uh, let's buy it, um, buy it while it's cheap. Yes, exactly. So you mentioned earlier about people buying directly? Because I, I wanted to understand a bit about where TikTok is in the funnel. You know, is it more about awareness, getting people to think about your brand, or is it actually just a straight direct ad that, that people, you know, click click on the ad and buy? It's definitely a bit of both. Like we, we see a good chunk of people, they'll see the ad, they'll click on the shop now button, and that's where they'll put in their payment method and ultimately purchase. But then we also see it more as like top of the funnel as well, where people see a TikTok ad, they go to the website, but maybe they're not in the right mindset to purchase and they're still just wanting to browse through videos. Then they would get retargeted with a Facebook ad or Google ad or search direct later and then purchase um, days or, or however long later. So we see both paths to purchase. I think it depends a lot on the product price, like clients that are selling cosmetics that are $30, people are going to be much more likely to make an impulse buy on TikTok, especially if in the TikTok ad, we call out like, oh, get 15% off when you purchase right now. Um, those those call to actions to add urgency. Then we see a lot more people click on the ad and they're like, okay, just lipstick. It's nothing I need to consider. But then I have clients that are selling like $150 kitchen appliances, for instance, something that takes a lot more research and discovery and, and consideration. And that's where we see it more of like a top of the platform for awareness and then ultimately retargeting them with Facebook and Google and on other channels um, to remind them to, to come back and, and do more research. Yeah. And then in terms of targeting the ads, um, I, I haven't used it. I mean, is it, is it similar to Facebook with the sort of demographic targeting and the interest targeting? Yeah, it's very similar. So you you have different interests that you can target. You can target people by hashtags, which is pretty cool. So um, if people are searching hashtags related to like lipstick and you're selling lipstick, you could target those people. Um, another cool targeting feature is you can target followers of certain users. So if there's a celebrity or someone that you think that their followers would be a good 
potential customer for you, you could target their following, which is pretty cool. So those are the top targeting options. Yeah, so are there any resources you can recommend for research uh, to learn about what TikTok ads work? Yeah, so in terms of getting inspired for TikTok ads, I think number one is just going on TikTok, spending time on the platform, um, taking notes of the different content that you're seeing and and the different ads that you're seeing. I would say secondly, um, I go to the TikTok ads creative library, which is a library created by TikTok where they show the top ads on the platform which is cool because you can search by industry. Um, you can see ads that have the highest watch time, the highest engagement. So I spend a lot of time on the TikTok ads library. I also look at Facebook ads libraries of um, brands because a lot of brands are running TikTok style creatives on Facebook because that style is just working really well on Facebook and Instagram as well. So um, between the TikTok library, uh, the Facebook ads library, just researching different brands and competitors and um, sorting by industry, it's it's really easy to get a ton of inspiration. Yeah, I see a lot of uh, TikTok movies on Instagram uh, just organically because I think people do tend to post them. Um, but if, if you're doing an advert, would you, I, I guess you'd want to be careful not to have the TikTok logo on it if you're putting it onto Instagram. Yes, edit out the TikTok logo. One thing that I do, like if I'm making a TikTok, is I have like a fake TikTok account, like with no followers. And if I want to try to download that video to use it as an ad, I'll post it. And then I'll use a, a service called, it's called Musical Down. Um, and you, there's also other ones out there. If you type in like TikTok video downloader, um, you can find many websites that do this, but that's one that I particularly use. When you post the TikTok, you essentially paste the URL into one of these web services that will download the TikTok video for you without the watermark. So their AI just senses, I guess, where the, where the TikTok overlay watermark is and will delete it for your video and let you download it. So that's my typical process is posting it on a fake account, downloading it via Musical Down um, or any other service that if you type in TikTok watermark remover, you'll find a bunch um, and then use that video for Instagram and Facebook ads without the, the watermark. Oh, that's great. Never thought of that. <laughs> so, I mean, going more then onto the creative, uh, I mean, do you think, have you got a formula sort of for a, for a TikTok advert? There are a lot of formulas and I, I definitely follow the formulas um, when I'm work. Cause I, I work with different clients. E-commerce brands will come to me and say, hey, we need new videos for our TikTok advertising campaigns. And I have a creative team that will execute on um, creating those videos. So we have like our, our TikTok formulas that we know to work super well. I would say in general, like keeping it between like 15 and 30 seconds is a must vertical. Um, make sure that you're utilizing like TikTok organic text overlays. The biggest thing is it has to look like a TikTok. It can't look like an ad. So in that way, meaning it needs to be filmed on an iPhone, utilizing organic TikTok texts, like transitions and animations that are built natively within the TikTok app. Yeah, actually, is, is there a maximum length actually of a TikTok? Because uh, they all seem to be fairly short. For TikTok ads, I'm not sure just because I'm so in the mindset of creating ads between 15 and 30 seconds that I've never tested the upper limits. I'm sure there is, but I know it's it's probably like longer than a minute is like the upper limit. Sure. So obviously using, I can see that using these standard graphics is important because mm -hmm. you are then going to feel that this is a TikTok that you're seeing. Um, I mean, the moment you start seeing 
I guess almost the overly professional stuff. You just suddenly feel like you're out of TikTok and, and watching an advert. Exactly. And the, the best comments I get on my ads is like, I had no idea this was an ad. And that's really what you should aim for. Like, it should be so natural of someone talking to the camera, giving a testimonial. Um, some, and I think with TikTok, it's all about the hook, like what's in that first three seconds. So some hooks that are working really well right now are saying like, things TikTok made me buy. And then going into the, I found this blender on TikTok and I was not sure about it. And so I ended up buying it and then I tried it and this is how it works and it's super cool. Um, so things TikTok made me buy as a hook has been amazing. Um, similarly, like stuff I found on the internet that I can no longer live without, things I found on Amazon. I would say hooks like that work really well, where it seems like it's just someone organically giving a testimonial um, and just wanting to share with the TikTok community um, all the awesome stuff they've they found, like whether it's a phone case or makeup or apparel, whatever it is. So I think thinking about the hook is super important with TikTok ads and how to make it seem natural to the platform. And actually, you just mentioned um, Amazon there. Um, so is this people who are Amazon ver- merchants who are using TikTok to get people um, to, to go to Amazon? 100%. Because organically on TikTok, like on the non-ad side, there is a huge trend of people sharing like their favorite Amazon finds, stuff they found on Amazon. That's just something that people um, are searching for in terms of like um, hashtags of like Amazon finds, stuff like that. So organically, people are already creating videos like this. So a lot of Amazon advertisers are now saying, okay, we need to put some ad spend and do some TikTok ads that are very similar to these organic videos of someone just saying like, oh, their favorite things they found on Amazon. Um, especially like low priced items. Like if you want to say, oh, like if you really like this expensive dress, I found like a really cheap dupe on Amazon for $30 and this is a quality, it looks amazing. So especially for people who are more price conscious and are trying to find like lower cost alternatives to goods, a lot of people are looking for Amazon and that's why people will give like their favorite Amazon leggings recommendations or their favorite Amazon home decor. And of course, just the ease of Amazon. Everyone loves that two-day shipping in America. So um, I personally will, will look to Amazon before I look at any e-commerce store when I'm looking to buy something just for the convenience of it. So I would say Amazon merchants have been really utilizing TikTok as of late to, to drive awareness. Yeah. And then, I mean, in terms of or the organic side too, I mean, does a TikTok advert get shared um, like a normal TikTok? It depends. I mean, it depends on the content. If it doesn't look like an ad and you do a good job of it, then it has more of a chance of getting shared. The more it looks like an ad, like why would someone really want to share an ad with their friends? Um, so like I said, just making it seem very organic in terms of just finding a product that you love. I would say one thing that I try to keep in mind when creating ads, I call it engagement bait. So essentially having something in the ad that is going to make someone want to comment on the video or share the video or interact with it because TikTok favors ads that get a lot of engagement. So when I say engagement bait, I have a client that sells iPhone cases and I created a TikTok video for them where in the first three seconds, I bite the iPhone case and then I go into the ad. But I have so many comments on this video of people saying like, why did she bite the case? Just because it's weird and it it doesn't make sense. There's no reason for me to bite the case before talking about the case. But because it's gotten so many comments and people 
arguing about why I'm biting the gates. That's actually really helped the ad performance and has gotten it a lot more organic views because there's so many people commenting on it and tagging their friends and starting these debates. There's another example. We have a client that does coffee and the creator on my team drank the coffee out of a wine glass. And it is just sparked this huge comments debate about like, why are you drinking coffee out of a wine glass? And people on pro drinking coffee out of a wine glass side and con pro drinking coffee out of a wine glass side. So I would say when you're creating ads, if you can put that little nugget in there of just something weird that's going to make someone comment, like, why are they doing this? That's going to really help the engagement and help it get way more um, virality. Yeah. And I guess on TikTok, I mean, TikTok really is full of memes, isn't there? Something you know, something suddenly takes off and it, it, everyone is doing it. I mean, as an advertiser, should, should you be trying to go there too? Or is, is that something that's just going to kind of get out of date pretty quickly? I don't recommend to follow trends for advertisers for that reason. They, they're in, by the second they're in one week, they're out the next week. I always think about longevity of ads. Like I want something that looks like a TikTok. So in terms of the styling and, and the way that it's filmed, like I don't want it to stand out as an ad, but I also don't want it to be so into a TikTok trend where if I try to run it a month from now, it's going to be out of trend. And I, so I would say I steer away from trends. You also can't use copyrighted music in TikTok ads. So it is even more difficult to hop on trends since a lot of these trends revolve around music. And then, of course, like dances and stuff, it just doesn't usually make sense with like e-commerce products to try to incorporate that into it. So I always say make it evergreen, steer clear of trends. Um, I would say on your organic profile, like if you're a brand, that's a good place to like create more trending content and to try to follow trends more. But for your TikTok advertising, like if you're going to be running ads on the platform, stick to evergreen concepts. Are, are there sort of other common mistakes that you see advertisers making in creative? The number one thing is advertisers taking what they're running on Instagram stories and trying it on TikTok and then saying, oh, I think this didn't work <laughs> uh, because it's not formatted for TikTok in terms of the text overlays and the styling just looks too much like an ad. So that was the number one mistake I've made. Um, number two, I would say uh, I would say most commonly brands will think, okay, I need TikTok ad creatives. I'm going to contact a bunch of TikTok ad creators and send them product and hopefully they'll, they'll come back with ad content. And I found that that's not a very effective process just because TikTok creators can be really great at creating um, engaging videos for their page, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand like e-commerce marketing or like what a hook is or how to effectively sell a product in 15 seconds. I think those things are very different. So I always say like you kind of plan to fail if you don't give an influencer or content creator a really great brief and script and outline of what you're looking for in the ad. So that's that's why I see brands mess up the most is that they're like, oh, like I'm having such a hard time getting great ad creatives, but they're just sending products to influencers and hoping for the best. So when I work with content creators, and I have a number of content creators I work with. I have a very detailed shot list that I need. I have a script. I know the pacing of the ad. I'm sending them different ad examples that I like. So the more involvement that the marketer has in the process in terms of the person that understands e-commerce marketing that can assist the creator. And of course, like you want their creativity and their voice to shine through too. But I've seen the best success when I'm giving them a lot of direction. And I, 
I think that not a lot of brands will invest the time or maybe just don't have the expertise to give these very detailed ad briefs to get the type of content that is going to perform. Sure. Um, And just in terms of budget, I mean, what would you say is the sort of minimum budget that you would need to um, start out on TikTok uh, as as an e-commerce brand? Um, I would say like at least a couple hundred dollars a day. Like when I'm working with a new e-commerce client, my general recommendation is like, let's start at $300 a day just so we can get through the learning phase. The learning phase on TikTok, meaning that you have to get 50 conversions a week on any ad set in order to exit learning. So you don't want to have so small of a budget where it's going to be difficult to exit learning, but it is dependent too on the average order value. If you have a much more expensive product, it's going to take a larger budget to exit the learning phase and get the 50 conversions a week. So it is dependent. I just came out with a TikTok course and in that course, I actually have a budget calculator where you enter in your product price, your budget, your estimated cost per purchase, your cost per add to cart, and it kind of spits out like what you're going to need as a daily, weekly, and monthly budget. So um, it, there is more of a formula to it, but I would say if I was just going to give like a, a, ha- a fast and hard rule, I would say at least a couple hundred dollars to start so that you can get some significant learnings. Great, and we'll add a link to your um, course uh, in the description. Um, and in terms of then, when, when, so once it's actually working, and I know this is probably going to be different for different brands, but I mean, is, is there a point where, you know, the, it, the budget begins to top out and that you can't really spend any more um, while it's still remaining effective? I think it depends. I mean, part of it is like making sure that you have new creative to rotate in because as your budget increases, you're going to see more creative fatigue. So the speed of creative testing becomes more important. Um, I would say seasonality, of course, is important too. Like around um, Black Friday and Christmas time, there's going to be a much higher higher ceiling to scale as opposed to in March when not that many people are, are thinking about buying. So keeping those factors in mind, I do have a client that we were able to spend up to $12,000 a day last weekend. And we just lowered it to $9,000 a day because we were like, mm, maybe $12,000 a day was a little too aggressive. So we're kind of teetering around like nine to 12000 a day to see what the best sweet spot is. So there definitely is opportunity to spend like in the six figures a month on, on TikTok. I think it just depends on, on the brand and, and those factors I mentioned and the creatives, the price point. Um, in terms of getting there with this client, I've been working with them since January of 2021. Um, and we started at just a couple hundred dollars a day. So it, it took a while to figure out the creatives that worked and to be able to get this level of scale. So it's not something that you could just flip a switch in and be spending $12,000 a day on TikTok. I mean, maybe you can, and that would be super <laughs> impressive, but I would say it's, it's taken experimentation. It's taken trial and error. But now we've found a really great group of videos that are working well. We have our audiences that are working well. And now it's just teetering with the budget to see as we increase budget, how does our CPA um, reflect and, and find that sweet spot to where we're the most profitable. Uh, well, thanks very much, Savannah. That was absolutely fascinating. Uh, I've learned a huge amount. Um, what, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to try TikTok themselves? Absolutely. My website is thesocialsavannah.com. And on my website, you can get in touch with me if you need help with your TikTok ad creatives, or if you want to take my TikTok course to learn my media buying and ad creative tips and tricks, 
you'll find my course on my website as well. Well, that was absolutely fascinating. I certainly learned um, a lot about TikTok and uh, it certainly sounds right now a good time to jump on. Uh, It was also a personal milestone as I think that was my first sober conversation with someone from Vegas. If you have a Shopify store or other e-commerce platform, you can use Machine Labs to really understand your customers. We'll download your customer data, study order patterns and behavior, and then add in 950 demographic variables. These are things like the customer's age, gender, their income, whether they're rural or urban, whether they have a garden, whether they live on their own or with a partner or with family or with children, what type of car they drive. In the US, we'll even look at whether they're Republican or Democrat. Then all of these 950 factors are rolled in with the other behavioural and order information we have to give you incredibly accurate product recommendations and personalised emails that really sell. See you next time on Joy of Marketing.